0: You are
1: listening to
0: Friends Next Door. 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 Okay, three, two, one, door. Door. No, no, no. Three, two, one,
1: door. Door. What's
2: up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Friends Next Door. This is Kwan.
1: This is Thomas. This is Mia. It's Dan.
2: Nice. Hi, everyone. Today, we are going to talk about Career, like generally like jobs and career. It's not really something we've delved super into. Newsflash, we all have jobs. Real <laughs> and jobs. I just feel like we've, we kind of, I feel like we bring, we can bring like a lot to the table in terms of what types of jobs we've had but specifically i want to kind of talk about this concept of like a little like the rat race concept um and i know it can mean a lot of things to a lot of people but for me i feel like it'd be cool to talk through kind of like the mental rat race i know it can also mean financial and maybe we'll do another episode on that but like that mental kind of um just kind of place that you can get to when you just feel like you're kind of spinning and you feel a little stuck, you feel a little down, you feel a little burnt out. And how we kind of have dealt with that in the past, I know we've all had different types of jobs. And I don't think, I think it usually does get pretty associated with like corporate America, and like but I do think that like in any type of job, in any industry, you can, you will get burnt out or you can get burnt out and it can feel really... Um, it can feel just kind of really sucky sometimes. And so how we, how you get there, how you get out, um, and what are some ways that you can see the light, or, (laughs) um, some ways to kind of deal with it. And realistically, tactically, sometimes it is worth asking, Hey, is it time to, you know, move on? Is it time to just quit? Is it time to, you know, move on to the next thing, get it together and take a leap
1: of faith. (laughs) yeah especially uh you know a lot of uh, a lot of uh articles have been talking about uh the great resignation right Mm -hmm. like how a lot of folks are are quitting their jobs uh in light of uh whether they have better opportunities or they just want to chill for a bit like COVID has made them uh realize they're uh a set of new priorities maybe right and so we have this thing called the great uh, resignation which is kind of uh how we ended up on this topic.
3: I like how we, uh, we start, we're kind of talking about uh, traveling and friendships, you know, whether traveling can make or break friendships. And then now we're talking about the rat race. I think there's a pattern here. I think it's very telling, you know, we were feeling kind of burnt out recently. And so we decided to travel. Um, But I think going back to the great resonation thing, I've been hearing that a lot. And I've also kind of seen that in real life in my company and just people leaving. I don't think there is a consensus as to why they're leaving. They, they're they leaving for different reasons. So is there a great resignation? Yes, maybe. But then I think they're also going to other places. Maybe they have better, better opportunity. Um, they decided that this job is no longer for them because, you know, to be fair, our lives were essentially turned upside down in less one and a half years, some things change in a major way, right? So I think it is kind of fun to just kind of, you know, assess where we are in life, where we are in our career, and then kind of go from there.
1: Yeah, should we, uh, should we align on what we think the Great Resignation is actually? Because yes. Dan actually brought up. I good don't think point. we
0: have to align. We can just talk about. What we do. <laughs> right, right, right. I'll tell you right now, it's not going to align, but uh, but it'd be interesting to f- find out what everybody thinks of it.
3: Should we yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about what we do for a living first? I, I <laughs> like should. what our jobs are? <laughs>
2: yeah, that might help. Sure. Mia, yeah, go ahead. Cause- you start. Cuz like, okay, like three Or maybe like a little bit of a picture of like yeah. cuz I think it's helpful to maybe yeah. like describe how you kind of take a look at it because I think we've all done a lot of different jobs or mm-hmm. or like or there's everybody has a path. And so not only talking about like the, the great rec- resignation on like kind of reflecting on when is the time to, to jump, mm-hmm. but also reflecting on how you deal with. Like tough times at work, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind yeah. of like, cause I feel like that's what a lot of this rat race mentality is like, Oh, everybody's against me. Like this sucks. Like, how do I get out of this? But. I feel like there's always, you know, grass is greener have or you, there's always uh, another story, the other side, right? Two sides to every story.
0: So between the four of us, how many people have quit a job due to burnout? Um, this should be an easy answer, right? No, have you ever quit no, a job? No,
3: no, I, no, no, I've, no I've never no. done that. So
0: none no. of y'all quit a job no. nah. or like resigned. Nah, like, like hey guys, <laughs> I'm gonna exit please find a replacement for me never
3: okay not due to a burnout oh.
0: no or or one have you resigned and or quit yes
3: yes absolutely okay, you,
0: you have resigned andor quit. okay okay oh i, I don't have not- i don't mean i don't mean like you hop to it are you guys talking about like you you got a better job and you're like or another job and you're like i resigned
1: Oh, okay. Oh, I, mean, like, I do.
3: Sorry, I think that counts. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Dan, do you go. mean like just quit without having something lined up? Correct. Okay. I've mm. never done. I've I have not done that before.
0: Because to yeah, me, me, if neither. you if you quit because you went somewhere else, that's just the that's just life. Like yeah. everyone in life does that. That's just normal, right? Yeah. You, better, you coach college football, then you get a better position. You go, guys, peace out. I'm going to the big leagues.
3: Or yeah. have you ever quit just, you know, like like Dan said, you're just tired of what you do. And so you decide to quit, quit. sort yeah. of like, and the decision was yeah, made definitely. sort of in the heat of the moment. And then you don't necessarily have anything else lined up.
0: Or, you, or oh, no. you've or you been thinking about it for a long time. You still yes. don't have anything else lined up, but you're like, I just want mm-hmm. to do something else. Yes. You have.
3: Yeah. Yes. What was that?
0: I think oh, yes. I know. I, I think
3: you know, that, well, t- Mia, tell your story. Yeah, that is story. why I'm in New York in the first place. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a
1: I had
2: like a really big <laughs> blank. I was like, what happened, man? Done, I mean, look, I I've done it sorry.
1: twice.
0: So,
3: so, um, when I was living in the Bay Area, I was working at a semiconductor company, you know, your typical Bay Area, mm-hmm. you know, Silicon yep. Valley type, um, company, old school, old school. um, and I was. Basically in the same company for a really long time. Yeah. Like I was there for nine years, guys. And wow. solid chunk of time. yeah, nine wow. years. Wow. That was crazy. That's unheard of these did days. Did you start right?
0: right after your college I, there?
3: I did. I did. Oh, and so I was, well, at the time I was also, I also had another situation with like visa and whatever. So, but then I can't really use that as, as an excuse, I think. Anyway, so I was there for a long time. And Right at my nine years, I was like, I'm not going to let myself work here Hmm. on my 10th year. (laughs) So I made it a point to, like, I'm just going to quit because I've done this for too long. Um, And at the time, I was like, I'm going to pursue, you
0: know,
2: not acting. I'm going to pursue Pursue glass (laughs) blowing, my dream job, AKA.
0: belly dancing I'm
3: going to be a k-pop star
0: are none of these it Mia yeah,
3: circus trainer no I'm just kidding no no that's why I moved to New York because I'm like ah mm-hmm. this whole content creation thing looks kind mm-hmm. of fun and I've always wanted to work in the media so I made the leap of faith like I took that leap of faith and then moved mm-hmm. to New York um mm-hmm. cross-country Wait, um, how come you
1: didn't just wait for the 10 year mark? Like, don't they usually award you with something at 10 years? That's years what guys, want I wanted to avoid. Yeah, that's what plaque. I was uh, they will
3: give you, they will give you a plaque, and then I'm yeah. like, I do not want that plaque in my life. <laughs> and then she it has got it
2: It got to it, it was like symbolic that yeah. you didn't want. She was like, Nah, nah, no. Nah, give so. me
1: this plaque. No. Is no no benefits would be worth it. Is that the longest commitment you've ever had to something?
3: In my life, yes, That's and that applies, one. yeah, that yeah. doesn't only yeah. apply to jobs, Fair. but just everything in life.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I've never been at a single place longer than, for nine years, actually. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I, I think could, most people haven't <clears throat> more than, like, three years, <laughs> like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I just want
2: to address,
0: like, so my definition of, like, so first of all, the, the great resi- resignation, resignation
1: mm-hmm.
0: this movement. Is a load of beep crap.
1: <laughs> it's
0: just, it's just the thing that somebody picked up, put in the media, and all the all the mainstream media decided to run with the title because one, first of all, there's there's no factual evidence. They just say, oh, four million people quit in August. There are a plethora of reasons why people are quitting. One, there's still unemployment, so there's plenty of people that are like, maybe. Oh, actually, you can't get unemployment if you quit. But let's just say they're like. Uh, I have, I'm going to quit because one, first of all, you have to be very privileged to quit your job. I'll tell you right now, ain't nobody quitting. If you need a paycheck, ain't nobody quitting Mm -hmm. their job. If you got to pay the bills, I don't care how unhappy you are. You ain't doing it or you'll find a way to get fired or something and collect unemployment. So the people I think that are quitting their jobs, first of all, they probably have something else lined up or I've seen a lot of people's paychecks. They make a lot of money these days in certain industries. So they had plenty of money sitting there and it's fine. They just want to take time off. There's plenty of people who come back to New York, rent an apartment for me. They make so much money. I was like, what'd you do the last year? Oh, I just took it off. Cause I could. So is that a great resignation? Maybe probably it just all occurred at the same time. I didn't quit my yeah. job. I had yeah. to work. I had to pay my bills. I'm not privileged like that. Right. So I think, I think it's, it's, Nobody really knows what's going on, but But half of it is anecdotal. You might have friends that are quitting. You might have friends that are not quitting. I have both. Um, you have friends that are quitting that are moving on to a better job, another job, or you have ones that are just taking time off. So I think there's all of that. And I think that's normal through the course of life. I think it's being completely magnified and blown out of proportion right now because all these online outlets, it's clickbait. You need to, There's nothing to do right now but read stuff. Or now now you can go out again, but like for the last year and a half, you're just sitting at home reading stuff, watching content on YouTube, listening to podcasts. Thank you very much, guys, for listening to this Yeah, podcast. we love you. So, so one is I do think that, yes, maybe more and more people are less tolerant of their current situation for good reason because maybe it stinks, and they have every right to just say, peace out, I'm going to do whatever I want. I want to do what makes me happy. I want to do that. Maybe there's a portion of it that are like, younger millennials not you guys i'm just saying like other people who uh sorry they they either like like because thomas like i don't i don't i think what you do is like you want to get a better job i've no i've never had a like i'm, I'm not like oh thomas hops from job. yeah you if you want to make more money keep going like we all do that i'm talking about there's certain people who just don't have toughness that's not you other people who are just like crybabies maybe and like oh yeah, I don't like this. I'm going to quit. Okay, well, you could do that. So any case, sorry to take up all this time about what I think the great resignation is. But more importantly, Quan, what you talked about is what happens when you feel burnt out, because I think that that's a, another issue. That's a very legitimate issue. Like, when do you quit? When, you know, when do you move on? And like, I've moved on from a job that I felt burnt out that I was I felt was very rewarding.
2: Hmm.
3: wait tell us more because so, like, yeah. when Most you people, ask that question going around yeah. like all of to us me, said that's no like to
0: that. true burnt de- burnout right mm-hmm. so i, I asked that because i a lot of when you think of burnout a lot of times you think of a job that you hate a desk job like you, you think of the movie office space you think of like yes. corporate america um i had a great i had a very rewarding job for three years that i loved every single minute of it i got burnt out like burnt out in my mind I physically couldn't endure anymore. I I couldn't work at that job anymore because my brain, my mind was suffering. So I had to, I had to resign without anything lined up. I didn't have that much money in the bank, but I was like, I just moved back home for a little bit. I don't really care. I was single at the time. So like, I wasn't married, you know, I had a relationship, but I wasn't married. So yeah, I, I quit and I had to, because I was burnt out. So, um, and I love that job <laughs> right now. I have a boring job at sometimes when it gets hard, I try to make sure I don't get to the point where I can't take it anymore. And I quit, you know, mm-hmm. but I had to do anyways. So just that's why I was asking you guys if you quit a job that was rewarding because you were burnt out.
2: Dan, do you feel like this second time, it sounds like you have, you like, you like have some stop gaps before you kind of get, oh, put, get pushed up over the edge. Do you yeah. think that that's something you realize after your first, that first experience where you're like, Hey, for, we gotta like take some yeah, breaks
0: for sure. Like one is taking breaks. Um, I got burnt out cause I worked too hard and I cared too much. There's this there, mm-hmm. I do think there's a such thing as caring too much mm-hmm. because you should care about your work and the people you work with, but not to the point where it's going to be detrimental to your mental health. Because then, so the one thing I wanted to say is, I think it has nothing to do with what you do. It has everything to do with your mental state and also what you're going through at the time. Because had I not gone through that experience in my late 20s, I wouldn't be able to, you know, in my late 30s, sort of keep a small distance. Like, I work really hard right now, but I also know, like, you know what? Sometimes you got to throw your arm up and say, well, I can't control the things I can control. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. great intentions. I'm not trying to hurt anyone. If the, if bad happens, I got to deal with it because you can't avoid bad, mm-hmm. you know, and there's bad in my job all the time that most of the time is not even my fault.
2: Yeah. yeah. I like how you said, like, you kind of like, you just said I care too much. And I think that there's definitely a truth in that. I think that's the hardest thing to hear when you are in that scenario. when you're like you're burnt out, you, cause I, at least for me, I'll speak about when I feel like I've gotten burnt out. I haven't really felt the burnout until this last year. Mm. And I think that how I start to get burnt out is when you feel like when you exert a lot of effort. And for me, it's, it's very mental. It, I think the mental first takes a toll and then like maybe physical, like that would be the order of operations, but like if you feel unappreciated or unsupported, like that's for me, at least it add it, like it accelerates. It probably wasn't, let's say it probably wasn't that bad. But if you have that type of like that, that like your cloud of sadness, mm-hmm. like that, <laughs> um, it makes it so much worse. And if somebody, and people have said stuff like that to me, then like, you care too much. Mm. It like jabs me in the heart <laughs> because I'm <laughs> like, because when you're in that state, it's also like, is that a bad, how, why is that a bad thing? Mm -hmm. And also like, if I care this much, why don't other people care this much? It's almost like the way to like, I feel like the better way that people could have worded it to me in the past that I would have got was like, you're letting this get to you too much, Mm -hmm. or you're letting this like eat at you too much because the other way It was like, really like, you're already feeling like unappreciated unsupported. And then people are like, you are dumb basically. Right. Mm. it's like, okay. It's like on top of
0: what you're feeling, they're just like stomp.
2: Yes. It's like a stomp, And like a lot, a lot of people are trying to like, you know, tell you the truth, like give it to you straight or like whatever. Um, and I think that that is important to like, you know, have people that tell you the truth, but, um, I think that that's where I was reading something today where it's like talking about like the rat race and like whatever job you do. But I, at first I was like, you know what? It's, it's what just don't partake in the rat race. Like, just don't like, just don't get involved and blah, Mm -hmm. blah. But I actually think one of the articles is like recognize that it's there. Mm -hmm. And I actually think that that's, that was pretty sobering to read because it's like, huh? It's just like, we're, we're around people and just like objectively, There's just going to be people that get farther and people that aren't as far and people Mm -hmm. that do better and that people that don't do as well. So just kind of like prepping yourself, like being like, okay, like just knowing that that will happen. I actually think is, is better to just know that like, Hey, this is going to exist. Um, I started in, I, I did a bunch of like work for free, like nonprofit work and stuff for free, but like my first real job, it was a sales job. So like when you're in sales it's even more obvious because it's like everyone's it's a list. It's elite. It's like a list from top to bottom. Yep. You sort, you know, that's just how it is.
0: Yay. Mia and I are both sales right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like what was, and I don't know why this came to me. So it came to me so early when I first started, I was like, I'm not going to care about the list because that's mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I did like, it's hard to, you kind of get sucked in sometimes. Right. And it's not Mm -hmm. bad. It's, it's Mm -hmm. hard not to, it's like not bad to, you know, know where you are. You don't want to be at the bottom. Someone's Mm going to be, but like you want to work your way up. But I also realize that especially in sales, the concept of opportunity cost is so um, obvious. It's just like, if you miss a day, you miss the leads that day. There's no, like, you got to make it up early or you got to make it up later. So just knowing like, being accepting, like, I can still, you know, make it up earlier or later, but just like knowing that versus like stressing out so much that like you can't, it was hard. I like, I stressed out a lot in the beginning, but How many years I had did you
0: had sales at, uh, I
2: thing? only did it for like two ish years, oh. and then I did, I feel like I like the little things that I like the nonprofit stuff that I'd done before, there was like hustling there as well, and I think like. You don't have to. You can. You can hustle in other places that aren't sales, Um, but I do think it's so much more obvious. Like, did you ask to
0: be out, or did they relocate you?
2: I asked to be, or like I took it upon myself to find opportunities to be out. Because Mm -hmm. so what I did is I talked to other people that were in sales for longer, like right doing the research to be like, is this where I feel like I want to stay to grow right now? Mm -hmm. Is this do I want to just basically right? go to a better quote unquote, better sales team. And I was like, I don't. And so I applied to other types of things. I didn't get them. I just kept applying. Um, but I did, I like, I made a step in another direction. Um, but yeah,
0: yeah. And never look
1: back.
2: I think I still work real closely you know. with sales and I would never say never, never say never. But <laughs> sales is tough because like you said, yeah. you, you see
3: the results of everybody and, yeah. you know, you can't avoid by or but comparing yourself to other people in your team. So that's a tough thing to do. But also at the same time, I think it is also important for at least this is how I approach it is to create a lane for yourself. Um, and, you know, at that same time, yes, you can be aware of whatever everybody else is doing, but at the same time, you just have to know your strength and weaknesses and then try to create your own value to the team and then, you know, stay on your own lane. Um, and so that's that's at least what I experiences, you know, from from joining this team that I'm on right now. I think I started as, you know, as started out as a new person on the team. And then, you know, like in sales, you're 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 basically getting the the accounts that or the clients that people don't want, right? And so you have to kind of at least you have to start there and then work your way up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> so far you've come i
0: think i think for me it's i don't really, you know it, it, i guess i guess it's a personality thing because i'm very competitive so uh, but i'm also very grounded so i i realize that how much money i'm going to make doing sales is predetermined that's my spiritual belief so as long as i keep working hard and i take every opportunity you're going to win some you're going to lose some so you can't win them all you can't close them all um, but I have that drive to want to close them all, so I do feel like that gives me a little bit of edge because I'm just gonna go push farther and you know than what other people can. Yet I don't compare myself with them because I realize that with sales, you it's literally governed by the universe. Like people who think that it's yes, it's through your own efforts, but there if you look back, there's times when. You get a deal that came out of left field and one you worked on for five months and it fell apart. So how do you explain that? But then like the experience of going through those five months, if you can learn from that, it'll teach you to be a better person down the road. Yeah. It'll give you experience to close something similar if you need to. Um, or look at your weaknesses. So it's not wasted. It's the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's like I do see when people talk about the race, I just never felt like I was ever in a race because to be in a race, you have to be in a competition, and I'm not in a competition. I'm just living my own life, you know. So I'm happy with what I got. I'm happy, you know. If I don't get it, I'll. If I'm sad, I'll be like, "Why am I sad? Oh, is it because I really wanted this?" And then I'll be like, "Okay, do I really need this? Okay, maybe not." <laughs> or like it's sometimes, yeah, I really wish I had this. Mm, got to work on that. Um, but that's just me. But I recognize that 99 of people like it's when from the day you start the workforce it's again it's a, it's this message that's been like beaten into you yeah. you see the word there's a pseudo definition on the internet there's a concept it's got life to it so it's impossible not to be like oh there's this race and how do i like if am i in it am i not in it how do i get out of it do i want to get out of it i mean like can you really like, isn't life just a rat race yeah. how do you get how do you get out of life You got to go from beginning to end, right? So if you get out of one race and you get a new job, aren't you in another race? So to me, it's like, well, is it then just psychological?
1: Mm -hmm. I think, so I think part of it is just like, you're basically in the rat race where you're kind of like scurrying around during your commuting to your nine to five, whether you're driving, whether you're taking the train or whatever. Um, And just like on that kind of schedule, always like, you know, working for a paycheck to pay your bills basically, um like and it just keeps going on like that so I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of it's not necessarily like the way I view the rat race is like it's not necessarily about like competing with the others you're just in this quote-unquote like cage environment where you're just like scurrying around where you have to right and so like unless you know you're one of those um lucky tech folks where they have they like IPO and you suddenly have like a few money kind of deal
3: oh yes um
1: And so like, that's, that's kind of like where you're stuck at. Um, And I've definitely felt like that before when I was working in Silicon Valley, um, especially when I was, uh, you know, junior engineer starting out my career. But, um, but some of it's like, so in defense of, you know, burnout and rat race kind of deal, I think there is some merit and some value to just like, you know, working yourself to death in the beginning of your career. Like you don't want to do that. You want to have, you want to like spend that time, the early stages of your career, like building out your skill sets basically, because it's going to be a lot harder when you, let's say you, let's say you have a family or something like that, right? You're going to have different priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's some merit to like actually going through hardship early on, early on, you're kind of front loading it, right? Like sooner or later, you're going to go through it unless you just, You know, you're either really lucky or you just don't really progress in your career, in my opinion. Um, So, you know, I think there's some air to to actually going through it. And, uh, you know, having gone through it, through it, having survived it, I do feel like, you know, I have a little more perspective now on how I should approach things and things like that. So it's like, you know, to like the grass, like when you're in the thing, when you're suffering, when you're struggling. You're always going to be like, oh, the grass is going to be greener. Like once I have once I can find another job, once I get paid a little more, once I get a little more respected, whatever it is. Right. There's always going to be something else. And part of that is like just, you know, human psychology thing where it's like you always acclimate to the new state and that new state just becomes like your baseline. And so there's always going to be something better to the baseline. Right. So it's, it's just it's part of it's just human
2: psychology as well yeah i i definitely see the point you're trying to make there thomas like i don't disagree that the hardship is worth the 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 journey right i think that's where when we when when i think of burnout it's like you're you're not you're mentally burnt out so you're jaded (laughs) and you're physically burnt out so you can't move i do think a stopgap before that because then people just like stay in the cage and run the wheel because they feel like they have to and they don't see an out and they just complain. And it's just this horrible, like this spiral, spiral, spiral. And so I think first it's like, no matter like where, this is just something I've just, I, I feel like it's important to keep at the forefront is like, no matter what type of job you have right now, the ability to be able to support yourself in whatever means you do, I think that already is like Should be extremely empowering. Although it's hard, like to to like be like, oh my gosh, nobody cares about what I do. This is so stupid. But the if if you are able to do that, if you're able to make means for yourself like that, gratitude leading with that gratitude has been particularly helpful. Like just to be reminded of that. Yeah. Second thing that has been helpful for me is like talking to people about it because I think it's really easy to spiral away. And like, not talk to anyone, and be like, everybody's out to get me. Like nobody understands what I'm going through. Um, but more than often, people are willing to help, actually. And I think it's, at least for me, like when I've gotten into these like scenarios where, because like I, like what you were saying, Thomas, like you kind of get over it. But then I think it's really, it, you it can be tempting to get back into it because something. Might happen at work, or somebody might say something, and it just kind of like that's kind of the journey, right? That's kind of the learning of like how are you going to react to that. Yeah. Um, but I found that even though you might not be willing to be so, you might be holding your cards really close to your chest. It's, it's, it's good to like talk it out with people at the very beginning, at least the people that you can trust, and then like just be more open and more accepting because then, then you kind of just like step back and be like. shouldn't bother me if it's not meant to be it's not meant to be yeah and i'm like you learn how
1: to like you learn how to deal with it right yeah Yeah. like like to what dan was saying earlier like you know like he's gone through burnout once um and so now he kind of knows how to deal with it right multiple times and so like to attest how like how much dan cares or how hard he works like even when we were on vacation yeah like every morning he was up before everyone else Uh, and he was just like making calls and like following up on emails and everything. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. like either folks either slept in or like I went out to buy breakfast. Yeah, (laughs) but it's like Dan was actually working until like, you know, everyone else was up and ready to go out. So it's just like, yeah, I can can totally see like how much, how hard Dan works there. Mm
3: -hmm. So how do you manage yourself and deal with the hardships that come with work? Because I also want to just you know, highlight and reemphasize the fact that we're all going to encounter some sort of, you know, burnout feeling, whether we are working for corporate America, or to Dan's point, when he was doing something that he really loved. Um, Mm. So it doesn't mean that once you are out of your this job that you hate, this environment that you don't like, and you are pursuing your dream job, you will still encounter these sorts of feelings, right? So how do we manage ourselves to to not get there or like, you know, what happens if it gets there?
0: I mean, I didn't do a very good job in my own mind. Cause I am not in those two jobs anymore. Right. Cause one, is that I really, left, um,
3: is that but really a I mean, benchmark, it's though, in the, it's you in the past. Well? Okay.
0: Like it's in the past. Like I live with it, but in my mind, it's like, well, I've sought an alternative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So because I was burnt out, you know? So the second time I was like, Actually, the funny thing is a lot of people think like, oh, it would it be great to work for yourself and be an influencer? That was horrible. So the, <laughs> to, me, to me, the actual rat race was like, like I didn't do a lot of this, but people in my industry, when you're doing YouTube or mm-hmm. whatever, the only thing you can compare yourself to is somebody else. And you're like, they have 40,000 subscribers. I have 50. Mm-hmm. Like that's all you look at. And like I've always said, my favorite experience was meeting people who were like oh you help me my chinese family connect with each other like parents uh grandparent like parents then that generation and then their kids They're like we all sit around watching off the great wall that's the nah. most rewarding part right to this day or going to a school and talking so to young awesome. kids but when you're in that can you guys imagine like when you're in there every day you're checking views you're checking other people's views you're yeah you, mm-hmm. part of it is you have to because you need to like figure out where you're going. So like for obviously eventually for our podcast, we will look at those. Mm -hmm. But now I look at it, I'm like, great. If somebody else has a million, let's see how, let's see what, let's take the good stuff, but not have any resentment. And back in the day, like YouTube people had a lot of resentment towards each other. They probably still do, but I think now it's easier (laughs) because um, so many people are individuals now on YouTube, TikTok, excuse me TikTok, instagram because a lot of people not only did it pave the way but obviously people's um con- c- consumption habits change and mm-hmm. now you, you can just like carve out your own niche right um so i think now people look less but back in the day i think it was it was that was miserable for me
1: yeah you know, speaking like- speaking of rad race like that i feel like definitely the influencer game like <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, or like like Hollywood roles, like that's definitely a rat race. Like yeah. imagine how,
2: entrepreneurship, yeah. like starting a yes. business. Like how like, many folks oh are climbing God. for the it same It goes back role. to like, yeah. Like, like what Thomas, Mia you, was saying.
0: You said like, let's say you had like FU money. Like, okay. I I, I like, aren't there founders out there who it's like in your own site? Like I've had clients who are founders who are like competing against other founders and that's their world. You know what I mean? So then it's like the same thing like you're in, you're competing with other like oh they got an investment from these guys we're also trying to get the same investment Like yeah yeah exactly <sighs> You know. and then i'm sure if you're like uh i don't know sergey brin or pay you know one larry of those page. guys larry page whatever elon musk they have their own challenges like yeah oh Robert yeah. branson flew to the moon so i got to or flew to yeah. the stratosphere so i have to do it too like yeah i want to be you know like i'm sure they yeah. have their race that they're in so it's like every yeah. level there's a race
3: mm-hmm. if, if and it's, it. it's even worse for them and and like entrepreneurs because you know whenever my co-workers would show signs of like burnout i would tell them just take breaks you know yeah. you don't have to quote unquote care too much i know yeah. it's not a good thing to say but like just allow yourself to take some breaks. But then if you're an entrepreneur, you can't really take breaks because it is your baby. Right. You know, Nobody mm-hmm. else can deal with it.
0: I think like people always say, take a break. But the problem is, if you just take a break and you know how many times did you go on vacation and you come back and you're like, oh, great. Here we go again.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think it's not the length. Again, it's not the length. It's not the quantity. It's the quality. Like, yeah. what you if have you to disconnect, you got to just, what if like each day, and this is what people talk about, like, you know, being in tune, being more spiritual. I don't know. Like people talk about that. It's really hard to do, mm-hmm. but what if like each day you had time to refocus, mm-hmm. right? Obviously like taking a longer break is great, but if you take a break and you don't get to like for our vacation, I didn't really get to refocus because I was working. Because it was literally the busiest time ever in my life, and nobody not worked in my industry during this last year because that's how crazy it is, right? Mm -hmm. So in the next one, I'm gonna make sure to, you know, okay, this is a real break. If I don't have that much work, like you guys heard what I was saying, I was like, I'm gonna make sure next time, like, like if I take a break, it's gonna be a break. Like I had a great time, but I didn't do the things I wanted to do to recharge. We talk about recharging in a in a previous Mm -hmm. episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so
2: yeah, I like, I think Dan, you pointed out two things There's just like, know yeah. your why, or at least make a big point to like, get to like the why of what you're doing. Cause mm-hmm. that will like rejuvenate you while you're on the job. And then when, what we just started is like intentional breaks, like intentional time where it actually worked. I think it's really hard to do that depending on who you are. Some people are like, peace out. I'm good. See ya. Mm. Um, I have found it to be like, I feel like when, maybe not when you're burnt out, but when you just feel well, like, yeah, when you're burnt out or when you feel like you're you're stuck, you're like, what else can I do? Like, I'm trying to like do good work and blah, blah, blah. It's hard to be like, oh, I'm just going to go away. Because for some people I've felt this where I'm like, I'm just going to go away and also continue to not do anything. <laughs> but now that I reflect, I'm like, that is totally what I should have done. Cause I would have like stepped back and like gotten out of this, like angst bubble that I was in. And also like, you know, taken time for myself, done stuff that would be fun and like things like that, that I would have enjoyed that would have been refreshing. Mm. Um, and it's not something I really realized until, until more recently. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think. Burnout can come in different flavors, not just from work. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember I uh, I was burned out from reading the news all the time, uh, mm-hmm. probably last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I spent a lot of yeah. effort trying to stay on top of the news and stay well informed, current, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, I probably spend a little too much time doing that like especially after i discovered twitter during COVID.
0: <laughs> like oh
1: my god that was just like a fire hose of information oh, like it was it was it was awesome uh, it was like far more information than than reddit ever gave me it was awesome but it was just like it like i was just very tired and like felt very burned out mm. like I, like me you know this like i had to have days where just like i'm staying off of uh twitter today or I, I think I had like a social media blackout for like a week or something. And I was like, nice. afterwards, it's like, okay, that actually, like, I feel a little better now. And I think that is definitely why uh, why I felt so terrible for a while, but yeah. That's it a great point. Definitely Go comes ahead, to different flavors, yeah.
0: Yeah, because that, it's not like you were comparing yourself. That was just mm-hmm. overload. That's it's yeah. like another way. Because you hear people talk about, uh, Instagram and Facebook, how that's detrimental. And I mean, Twitter, I guess for you, it's like hitting you a different way and you felt burnt out there. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's hard to recover from burnout. That's why, like what you said, Quan, I try to like mitigate that. Cause I feel like once mm. me, I hit that point, it's hard to go back. Cause definitely burn out. Like there's no more wick. You can't ignite the fire. <laughs> so you got to make sure that it doesn't Burn out. Now that's like my playbook. Now, right? Is like trying to figure out. I mean, when we got back from vacation, it hit me really hard. Like I was not that week. It it, I had so much fun, but when the weight of work hit me and like my responsibilities and all that, and how hard I was working, and like yeah, there's a monetary reciprocation. But then I'm like, I was like, wait a minute. So I have to work this hard just to make this amount of money. Why do I need this money? Like I don't need this money. Like.
3: You bills. Know what I'm saying? i
0: was like yeah i mean why don't i just spare down why do i need all these bills half of the stuff is self-inflicted
3: yes like all the you know subscription I mean? the streaming yeah. services that you subscribe to
0: <laughs> yeah i mean like there's certain things that are necessities but like you know do you have like do you need to li- well one is uh, do i need to live here because New York City is expensive, Quan.
3: Mm-hmm. You <laughs> know. know. Just so you know. Just so you know. Oh, you want- I know.
2: You're- I'm coming from the bay, you guys. <laughs> oh, so,
0: you- so it's even worse over there. You know? but Yeah. Um, so how do I get through that at that point? I at least knew that I knew what was happening. I was like, okay, all right, just just like relax. Take a step back. <laughs> because I was getting very agitated at work. Um. I uh, so that does not reflect well when you're talking to clients and you're supposed to like, you know, help them. Right. So I was like, all right, you got to like, <laughs> like uh, woo saw like, um I mean, so that whole week was just trying to not get to the point where I'm just like peed off. And, you know, I'm like, this stinks, you know, so it's a little better this week, but it's just, you know, I know myself a little better you know Mm. um but yeah like i i felt it this week i'm like when does this when can i have more time to when can i work less you know make the same or more just enough like i don't need to be a millionaire right just enough or pay my bills but there's other things that are more important to me like our podcast you know or things Mm. that i do with my off time like kwan you were saying you volunteer we all volunteer Mm
2: -hmm. certain Mm -hmm.
0: aspects you know you want to put your time where it matters.
2: Yeah, I like how it's following up on the knowing how you operate is really I think is really key. I think this year I've realized so I've re- I've done a couple things this year. They sound like counterintuitive they they were they would definitely be like things that I'm like why would I do that? But I think it's actually been really helpful <laughs> for me to kind of like uh, deal with different types of burnout, like Thomas was saying. It doesn't have to mean like, oh, like I can't move or I can't think. It's just like there are certain scenarios at work, like maybe certain projects or certain people that just like are harder like to deal with for you. It like gets under your nerves more for whatever reason. And although on one side, I actually do appreciate it because I do think it it points out where you care too much or like, let's rephrase that, where you can work on it a little bit better or like, why are you so, why are you so sensitive or why do you take it so personally when Mm. you should just be more confident? Right. But little things that I've had to do, and this is very me, like this is based on my personality. I, (laughs) this is going to sound crazy. So like when I'm in a meeting, um, I like have to, I make it a point to not, I have to make it a point to not speak at all in the whole meeting. This sounds (laughs) crazy. I know, but because, I know the type of personality that I am and the other people, depending on the room, there are some people that match my level, but depending on the room, I'm like, it's difficult for me to be like, what's happening here? Why isn't anybody engaging? And then for me, I know I take it like, like I feel like I'm the only one that's doing anything. And then I like spiral, right? The spiral starts where it's like, I feel like I'm the only one that's doing anything. I'm not hearing any sounds of support or motivation. So like nobody likes me. <laughs> and I know that's not the case, but it, after like, you can imagine if you have a weekly team man- meeting every week for whatever X many times, um, little things like that, where I just like make it a point to pull back and actually not try as hard Mm -hmm. because I've realized that I'm like, I'm always, I always try to bring like 110% to the table. Mm -hmm. And after you do that too many times and you realize, dang, Mm -hmm. some people are only only bringing like 40%, 60%. It, it can, it takes a toll on you mentally. And it's not like their fault. Maybe like that day, that person can only give you 40%. And so those are things that I've just like done for myself like that have, that are starting to be more helpful. Um,
1: so do you still so I think, do you still go at 110% or have you like tried to lower it a little bit?
2: So here's the thing too. Like, again, this goes back to my personality. I'm like, what's wrong with giving 110%? I still have that type of thinking in my mind, mm. but I have realized some of the benefits where it's like my, my energy can be better exerted in other areas. For like other parts, other projects, or even personal time like this, like our podcast, other my family, like, or other things at work. So I have to fight to not do more than I do, like the above and beyond. Um, Well, I I think it's
0: great to give 110% as long as you realize you're not going to get that back.
2: Yes, right. That too. Yes, that expectation. Yeah. So Mm -hmm.
0: then if that means... You mm-hmm. only give eighty, then just give eighty, and there's nothing yes. wrong with it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, because I, if you yes, expect- I literally I- wrote down yeah. reset your expectations
3: as well. Yeah, yeah. because no, I've definitely no seen that example at work, and it's just exhausting to the people who are like uh, you, Kwan, who are like yeah. very invested uh, in what also, they do
0: in life. <laughs> don't expect too much from your friends or love runs, runs. Like if you, you gotta, you gotta obviously have some. Of it back yeah right but you gotta i think like if you only are if you want to give 110 because you want to get back 110 then you got to dial it back sister because ain't nobody gonna match that
3: it's so hard to do though dan because like you know when you put in so much effort into something you naturally want to get the same level
0: result
2: back right
0: That's just like the law of the universe, yo. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think that,
2: I think it's hard (laughs) because, so I, I agree. Like readjusting your expectations is key. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. key. But I think for, for, so I've, this is something I've had to do many times throughout my life. And so it's clearly something that I will need to work out, work on for my whole life. And so I've come, I feel like there's been, there's been growth. However, I think it's hard when it's like the same kind of like attachment almost that you work through mm-hmm. where it's like, you are like, why isn't, why doesn't it match or like, or I've actually gotten it done it in a more healthy way where I'm like, am I giving this much because I expect this much? Or what I mm-hmm. get this much anyway, mm-hmm. and like why does honestly, it bother you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, a lot of the time I'm like, no, I think this is the way it should be done. So this is the way that I want to yeah. do it, and yeah. like they can do nothing, but I'm gonna do it this way. Yeah, yeah that's, no, that's like that's integrity. Healthy. Yeah, yeah that is, that's that like is healthy. If yeah. if
0: people aren't gonna, it, it's like, do you do? Are you consistent? And yeah. and I think that it's you know if if a sign of like I'm okay with whatever I put in. Cause there's some, there's, you know, I want to try to put in 110 and then now I'm learning to just like, it's okay to put in less,
3: sometimes. but but you
0: gotta like, <laughs> it's, it's a fine line. Cause that could easily just be like, you know, I don't give a crap.
2: Yes. So you gotta
0: give a crap a little. Yeah. Bit. <laughs> that's where
2: I'm like, I've, that's been the other struggle where yeah. it's like, I don't want to be jaded. And mm, I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with being more realistic, but I don't want to be like, j- what I mean by jaded is like, I I, like expect the worst out of people, like Mm -hmm. on an emotional level. Like I'm like, oh like, like, right. You, you take that type of perspective on life. I don't think I'll get there, but it's something that I think about is like, am I just giving less or do I just like not care or like, am I doing it purposefully as well? Right. In a bad way. So I'm like, no, I'm going to say like, I'm only doing 80%. It helps me to state it, to tell the yeah. people. I'm like, I'm doing 50% of this.
0: <laughs> I think it's empowering um, yeah. too, because um, sometimes like if I am don't care and people like, you know, there's times when like people call me every day and I'm like, <laughs> I just, I don't need your business because this, this is too demanding for me. Mm. But in the past I might feel guilty. And, but now I'm like the opposite, which is like, I just won't pick up your phone call. But so I need to, <laughs> I need to get to a point where, and I just like, maybe it, it's helpful to put, to care about them in a different way and to put myself in their shoes, but then know my limits. So it's not just like reactive, right? Cause before it's, I feel bad if I don't get back to you, then it's like, I really, I'm going to just delay it. And, and that's not good. I realized that's not good. Cause it's not very compassionate because in their minds, their, their thing is very important.
3: Mm-hmm. Right? So they
0: call you all the time.
3: How do you draw the line, like speaking about putting 110% in, how do you draw the line between, you know, you're thinking, ah, I've I've put in so much effort into this versus, you know, taking a step back and then kind of reassessing your situation and be like, I think I can put in a little bit more, you know? I don't think I'm at my limit yet, and, you know, I don't think it's that bad.
0: You Wait, rephrase you know that, ma'am? You're saying... When you know you can put in more?
3: Yeah, yeah. Like we, whenever we run into or whenever we're feeling frustrated or whatever, right? And we're like, okay, I've already put in 110% effort into this. But because also you're in the heat of that moment, you're like, I've done all I can. And then that moment passes and then you kind of look back and then you're like, okay, maybe I didn't put in my 110%. Maybe I could have done a little bit more or maybe I could have handled it better. Because to me, that's a constant cycle where I'm just like, have I really given it all? You know, have I really put in everything that I could have put in? I just constantly question myself that. So, and maybe this is why I could stay at a company for like nine years, because I constantly just think about, okay, maybe Mm -hmm. there's something else here that I can do, you know, versus, you know, at the sign of like your first frustration at your job, you're like, just getting up and leaving.
1: Yeah, I think you could set um, like conditions. Uh, uh, like let's say you're working on like a project or something, right? And you're, you normally for projects, you break it out into uh, tasks or whatever, right? So you want to set <laughs> acceptance criteria uh, for like, you know, what you consider for the project to be done or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And like that way you kind of set a finite boundary on how you can approach it. So it's like, yeah, there's, there's things you could do to go above and beyond for it, but there's also things you can do to just be like, Hey, this is what is, this is what we agreed on as a group, uh, as to what it means to complete this, uh, this work. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I think if you set boundaries like that, it's like, it's more explicit. And like, for you, it's like you draw a line somewhere rather than like having that line be, um, uh, like kind of blurry and like, and. You know, you can, you can always look back and try to think like, oh, you know, where should I have drawn the line in terms of how much effort I expend and things like that. But it's like, if you do that, do that ahead of time, like, you know what you're going into basically. And it's almost like, and I do the same thing for, um, uh, for like leaving a company. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not for me, I will, I I won't leave for like a specific thing. It'll be a culmination of things, um, before it's like, ah, you know what, it's time to go and then, then like, I'll start looking or whatever. But it's like, there's a, I, like in my head, I'll have like conditions basically. Um, so, so that way I won't just be like, uh, like I quit on the spot, like in a rage of fury or something like that. Um, so like in my head, I always try to set conditions. And it, <laughs> this also leads into how I buy things. Like I will never, I try not to buy things on impulse. Uh, I always set conditions on what I'm looking for. So like, uh so even even if i see something that's cool i'll be like oh that's interesting let me sit on this for at least a day go home and look at it so for me it's all about setting conditions basically and then like reaching them
2: yeah i think that's a great way thomas and i feel like even it's almost like or else it's it's an impossible task you'll never answer the question because it's like, you'll never know. Truly, you'll never know. But like, it's like, and it's subjective too. It's like, your best is going to be different from somebody else's best. And so, yeah, I think Thomas's approach, I think people don't realize it takes, you have to think about it. It's not just like, oh, I know everything. It's like, you have to actually like reflect and think about, it takes work is what I'm trying to say. Like I, didn't realize until like much more recently, like, oh, I actually, I need to put in the work because like, this is like my life. Like nobody else is going to live my life for me. Um, But I do like the, this is like having just like a a line where you draw and maybe you draw another line. If you want to feel better about yourself, like, okay, at minimum I got it done, but then like another line's like, but I got it done really well. Or, and another line where it's like, you got it done. Like nobody else would have done that.
1: Yeah. I mean, really. part of it is it just like, you have better. to set up conditions like wind conditions for yourself. Right. It's, it's almost like a, um, it's like a self, it's almost like a self-preservation thing. Cause you can always be like, oh, I could have done more and look back on things and regret. But so, so like to counter that, you have to set wind conditions. It's kind of the same deal with like, like when you're, uh, in like your meetings or something, or you're like putting in 110% and everyone else is putting back like, you know, half. Right. Right. Um, It's like, you have to set the expectations for like, okay, this is just how I'm going to be. Like, I'm just going to be beating my own drum at my own pace. And, but I can't, like, it might, it's probably unreasonable for me to lay the same expectations upon uh, other people. Right. Mm -hmm. Like everyone functions differently. Like, like like, whether it's like they're uh, like all the time or certain times, like, like, I, I know there will be times where, where I slack and I can slack really hard. Uh, but I know there will be times where I put in, like, uh, uh, 110% as well. So, like I always say, the truism.
3: Oh, my God. Stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is a truism, though. Anyways, I won't. I won't repeat it. It's okay.
3: Wait, what were you going to say? Yeah, say it, Thomas. Say it.
1: Oh, you know, like, to happiness. is low I knew
3: it. I was like, stop, Thomas. <laughs> <gasps> all oh my right gosh. guys i think we have oh to wrap gosh. up here i can't believe whether we've been talking about this for almost an hour that uh, is a good yeah. sign yeah well
1: wait is that is that why we're ending it because i brought up the key to happiness yes <laughs>
3: <laughs> wait wait key sorry
1: can i can i hold on let me let me extend this one more part so oh, i think
3: please.
1: i think there's a flip side to like the whole great resignation thing yeah um so uh especially during covid I think there was a time where you had to be appreciative that you had a job
3: oh my god yes
1: mm-hmm. um and but like there's always a time and a place for a thing right so I was talking to my coworker's fiance now and then she was like uh she was like oh um I've decided to go back to school and like mm-hmm. completely change my career mm-hmm. I've like during COVID I was very thankful that I actually had a job like I had the means to pay my bills and everything but uh now that we're mostly out of it Um, and I've decided that I don't want to do this anymore and so I think I think that's like a reasonable attitude it's like there is a time and place to be appreciative for your job Mm -hmm. and there's also time to be like you know I'm ready to move on to something else like I don't have to be like forever forever tied to this place
2: definitely
3: yeah I think if you're out there reading all these articles about you know feeling burnt out or the great resignation and people are quitting their jobs and droves like i don't think i hope that it doesn't really influence you in in the way that you you think that you have to quit your job and you you you're missing out on things and and things like that so i i think the title of great resignation is too grand and there's just so much nuances and like various reasons as to why people are quitting like thomas's point Maybe they go back to school. Maybe they find great opportunities elsewhere and maybe they just decide that this is not a place and time for them.
0: Yeah, and I know some people that are like, this is amazing. I could work. I'm definitely not quitting. Mm -hmm. If I quit, it's to get a better job Mm
3: -hmm. because
0: only because it allows me to work offsite and do the things, spend more time, you know, allowing me to travel, work remote. That's incredible. Like I'm envious of, you know, people who have that type of job where, you know, they're, they're not married to one spot and they have that flexibility to work off-site, get the job done, and then mm-hmm. just live anywhere. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're giving up that job. <laughs> you could basically travel around, do work, and then you're like, oh, I'm in a new spot.
3: No, I definitely yeah. have a couple coworkers who did that in the past year. Yeah. They were just basically hop in between definitely. one Airbnb to another, yep. like yeah. different states. And then um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, I want that. That's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think people I don't think anybody who has common sense would read these articles because they're completely regurgitated one outlet to another and actually be affected. I think if they want to quit, not quit, it's like what more, more along the lines of what you're saying, Moss. It's like they realize that it's a blessing in disguise when they had a job. Like I'm grateful. I say it every day, but man, I was glad I had a job during COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then now it's taken off because of COVID in a way. Yeah. indirectly mm-hmm. right so very grateful for that and for those that realized what truly was important during this time that's great too you know so anyways yeah. but i think there's real issues out there i just think the whatever's you read at don't take media, 100%. Hype. media hype yeah exactly yeah media definitely hype hype, 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 hype. hype.
3: hype. <laughs> and seo optimization search engine that's optimization. right
0: that's right that's always right. gotta go that's with right.
3: Latter-type. Latter-type.
2: i'm saying
0: we all clicked on it like
3: what's this oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> my god four million people quit what does that mean i don't know what that means
3: i know <laughs> like, like where did they go why
1: <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. all right
2: all right everyone <laughs> thanks for listening all guys right. yes. <laughs> yes yes yeah, I think we kind of like we've we've talked a lot about it, but see, kind of like what works for you. There are going to be tough times and really great times. It's it's a roller coaster. But I also think it is always great to reassess to see like okay, maybe I'm ready for the next one. So talk to
1: your
0: friends about it or a stranger. yes, talk to
2: you. <laughs> don't talk to strangers. <laughs> okay, with okay. <laughs> with that, we will see you guys on the next one. Thanks so much for listening. See ya!
1: Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.